Black Equity listeners. Definitely excited for this episode. I want I want to dive into a, a topic that's sitting right there for the culture to speak on, and I haven't seen one person discuss it. And so you know what we're going to do here on Black Equity. We're going to peel it back, and we're going to document it for history. So here we are, episode 198. Is it Black-owned or is it Black-targeted? So the reports have been flying in. The reports have been flying in for uh, BET+. BET+, has decided, well... You know, we're going to get into the digital streaming game. Okay. And so here are some of the the headlines that have graced our world in the last two to three weeks. Variety says Viacom and Tyler Perry's BET Plus streaming service due September 19th. The Root says BET Plus, a new streaming video service for all things black from BET and Tyler Perry. Uh, TV line BT plus sets launch date at $9.99 price for first wise club, Tyler Perry library, Martin, and I believe that is basketball wives it says basketball wives and more. Yep. And so the next thing is black enterprise BT and Tyler Perry partner to bring the streaming service BT plus decider. First Wise Club is terrific, but can Devin Griffin's BT Plus find an audience for it? BT Plus, uh, this is IndieWire. BT Plus, BT Network joins the streaming awards with its own SVOD service. And that's streaming videos on demand. That's what SVOD is. Uh, BT also put out a press release. 11 Tyler Perry movies we hope to see on BT Plus app. So, I mean, even BET is trying to pretend as if they don't know what's going to come out. Uh, Another article, Marketplace. Can BET's new streaming service improve the odds for black TV talent? Variety. Uh, Another Variety article, TV Review. The First Wise Club on BET+. And one last one, First Wise Club premiere uh, on TV line, uh, BET+. So these are some of the BET Plus uh, headlines. And a lot of what you're seeing is a strategic move from BET to make sure that if they're going to put this out, they're going to have to partner with uh, well-established black entrepreneurs and black content makers in order to truly give this an authentic feel. Because this has to feel black, it has to be black, and it has to uh, present an image to the culture that this is all things black when it comes to streaming services. No other streaming service is going to provide this to you besides us. That's their pitch. That's what they're telling us with this strategic move. And so they've gathered up... Uh, people from Netflix, people from other streaming services to come on board and be the spearheaders of this particular movement and its vision. 
all black. They brought in an all black executive team to run BT Plus to make sure it is ran smoothly. And all that is is wonderful. All that is great. But you may be asking, but DJ, why do they have to make it feel black? Why do they have to present it black? If it's BET, which stands for Black Entertainment Television, and this is BET Plus, then it's just it's just black. This is black content for black culture. That may be true. And your argument would be uh, very convincing. The only problem with that argument is this. Yes, Martin is on there. But wait, who owns Martin? Has anyone ever asked a question of the black equity behind the TV show, Martin? Who really owns that? Who has the stake in Martin? Let's pull it up. Let's figure it out. Let's really do a deep dive into some of your favorite things. Now, of course, Tyler Perry owns Tyler Perry stuff. As far as we know, Tyler Perry Studios owns all the works that Tyler Perry is putting on BET+. So that would be black-owned, indeed. And so when we go back, we look at Martin, and we look at the production locations... And distributors, ooh, distributed by Warner Brothers Television, and it, it the production company uh, from seasons three to five were You Go Boy Productions, which was probably Martin's, but that wouldn't mean that seasons one through two uh, are all HBO independent productions. So this is a mixture of HBO independent productions and Warner Brothers Television. And then the the second half of the series being You Go Boy Productions with Martin. So he probably earned his way into having ownership towards the tail end of Martin. I only mention that because I know a lot of people are excited. Oh, well, I have direct access now to all my Martin shows. And they have really great content on BET Plus. If you haven't had a chance, you can go to BET Plus. You can download uh, the app and you can access it for seven days free trial. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. If you do like it, you can keep it and pay $9.99 a month. So, (laughs) why would BET Plus have to make sure that they brand this all things black. You would think it just if something already is called BET, Black Entertainment Television, and then you call it BET Plus. Why why are all these headlines trying to convince me that it's going to be all things black? Well, my friends, the cat should be out of the bag by now. By now, you should know who really owns BET. This should not be a surprise. BET, Black Entertainment Television, is an American pay, uh, American television channel that is part of BET Network's division of Viacom Media Networks, a unit of Viacom. It is the most prominent television network targeting... Ooh, When that word hits, when that word hits, it changes everything. 
it is the most prominent television network targeting African-American audiences with approximately 88 million American households receiving the channel. I think we should read that sentence again because that one sentence shifts everything. And it really should shift the way you view everything that you're dealing with within your reality. BET Networks is a division of Viacom Media Networks, a unit of Viacom. It is the most prominent television network targeting African-American audiences with, with approximately 88 million American households receiving the channel. So who really owns BET? Viacom. And then the real question is, who owns Viacom? Who owns Viacom? The current owner, or at least the founder of Viacom, is Sumner Redstone. Sumner Redstone is an American businessman and media magnate. He is the majority owner and chairman of the board of the National Amusements Theater chain. Through National Amusements, Redstone and his family are majority voting shareholders of CBS Corporation and Viacom, uh, which itself is the parent company of Viacom Media, BET Networks, and the film studio Paramount Pictures. According to Forbes, as of September 2015, he he has a, a worth of $5 billion. Sumner Redstone, my friends, is the head of BET Networks. And this leads me to ask one question to all the brands out there that appear to be black owned. Is it black owned? Or is it just black targeted? When I was looking for wines to support and be part of, I wanted a black owned wine company. I also wanted the purest form of wine, which I believe to be a vegan wine. I found that in Sip and Share Wines. I want you to go ahead and head over to SipAndShareWines.com and join the exclusive wine club so you can experience this vegan wine for yourself. Now, back to Black Equity Podcast. So let's break this down. I remember I found an article a few weeks ago from Atlanta Black Star. This is back in 2013. Okay, so I'm sure pretty much all this is still accurate. And if it's not, you can just call me out on it. But this is from AtlantaBlackStar.com. These are 14 popular brands you may have thought were black owned. And here's the thing. I'm going to read these off. And then I'm also going to, to, to show you something here. <laughs> it is it could be a little shocking. So let's look at the first one. The first one that you thought was black owned, and that really isn't, is Essence Magazine. Yep, 
Essence launched in May 1970 was a black-owned magazine for black women. In 2000, Time Warner Incorporated purchased 49% of Essence Communication, the publishing company that publishes Essence. In 2005, Time Incorporated agreed to buy 51% it didn't already own, adding the African-American women's lifestyle publication to its magazine division. So they saw, they being Time Warner, saw the profits and the potential of just having a uh, company that is black targeted because once it's sold, it's no longer black owned. They can target this group of people and have the data and the information that goes along with this magazine. A lot of times they're not necessarily buying the magazine. They're buying the intel. Next, Vibe. Magazine originally founded founded by Quincy Jones in 1993, Vibes Magazine was brought bought and sold by several private equity firms before most recently landing uh, in the portfolio of Spin Media. Spin Media also owns ConcreteLoop.com and WrapUp.com. So let's keep going. So, so I hope I didn't shock anybody with the first couple. Next one is Black Hair Magazine. Black Hair is an international bi-monthly magazine for the style-conscious black woman owned by Haversham Publications LTD, a leading UK publisher of hair and beauty magazines. Uh, Also, Black Beauty and Hair. Black Beauty and Hair is a leading hair and beauty magazine for women of color throughout the UK and Europe. The bi-monthly publication is owned by Hawker Publications Limited. These people see these opportunities in these magazines and these digital platforms to say, hey, they already have everybody we need as far as targeting. We can just purchase this from them and we can target a black audience. Next, XXL and King Magazine. XXL Magazine is touted as a new voice of the hip-hop generation with a focus on music, style, sports, politics, with intelligence, sophistication, integrity, and most of all, respect. King is a monthly men's magazine geared towards African-American and urban audiences. Both properties are owned by Stanley R. Harris of Harris Publications. These are all targeting key demographics within our culture, and they're branded as black. They're branded to be that way because if it wasn't, you wouldn't be picking it up. You wouldn't be even touching it. But if they can figure out a way to to target you, then you're going to give them all the intel they need. And here's the thing. If you're reading the magazines, they can also tell you and and guide you in what to think because they can tell you what's hot and what's not. They can guide your mind into uh, thinking the way they want you to think. That's what happens when you target a group of people. Next on the list, Soft Sheen Carson. In 1964, Edward and Bitten Gardner founded Soft Sheen Products, which produced a complete range of ethnic hair care products. In 1997, Soft Sheen employed 400 people and earned sales of close to $80 million. July 1st, 1998, the L'Oreal Group, the world leader in cosmetics and hair care, announced the acquisition through its U.S. subsidiary, Cosmere Incorporated. So not only are we targeting you 
with what you're reading and what you're consuming for the culture. But now we're going to go straight to your most prized possession. Your hair. Beauty. And by the way, beauty is where the biggest amount, the, the largest amount of the black dollar is spent. And so if we can tap into that market, then we'll be rich forever. Like you like you see it here, $80 million back in 1997. And people will eat this up because it looks like it's owned, owned by black folk. Because it started off that way. And then once the acquisition occurs, mum's the word. And now they have all that data. They know everything you're thinking and everything you're going to do. Next on the list, African Pride. African Pride addresses the critical hair care needs, styling, and desires of consumers of color, according to the company website. African Pride, along with Dream Kids, are owned by Strength of Nature Global LLC. Other notable mentions not owned by black people. So here are some other ones that you may have not have been aware of. Ultra Sheen. Soft and Beautiful. Dugro. Dax. Cream of Nature. African Best. Proline. Dr. Miracles. These are all products that are targeted to black consumers. But are not owned by anyone within our culture. Another one to to look at, it says here that uh, thegrio.com, theroot.com, blackvoices.com. While the concept for the Grio was presented by two black men, David A. Wilson and Barry and L. Grant, the property itself was owned by NBC News. Educator, writer, and author Henry Louis Gates Jr. helped create the Root. However, it is owned by the Washington Post. Through its online subsidiary, the Slate Group, Black Voices was originally founded by African-American entrepreneur Barry Cooper, but was later sold to AOL Time Warner. And then, of course, the next one on the list is what we began this episode discussing. Black Entertainment Television. Bob Johnson founded it in 1980. In 2001, he sold it to Viacom, which also owns MTV and VH1. But we're not done. Dr. J's. Dr. J's, according to the company's website, was created in 1999 to enable us to share our passion for urban lifestyle with millions of customers in the U.S. and abroad. Don't forget, Jimmy Jazz. Jimmy Jazz is a leading urban clothing and footwear retailer with over 170 stores on major uh, streets and malls in the United States. Urban retailer is owned by James Kaiser. These are all staples within the black community. And if you're not careful, you would convince yourself that you're supporting the black dollar. But these black dollars have been shifted. It's been a wealth, a transfer of wealth to another community because we gave it up. We didn't sell to our own people. We sold to another group of people, which I'm not I'm not saying I'm mad at, but I think it is good to know who owns what. In the marketplace. Uh, Another company, uh, Digicel, is a mobile phone network provider operating in 31 markets across the Caribbean, Central America, and Oceania regions. The company is owned by Irishman Dennis O'Brien. 
It is incorporated in Bermuda and based in Jamaica. It has about 13 million wireless users. Uh, Vodacom, Vodacom, whose parent company is UK-based, Vodafone, is the second largest company trading in Africa. Vodacom South Africa currently enjoys 58% of the South African mobile market with around 23 million subscribers. So those are just 14 popular brands that you may have thought were black owned. And so the next time you go to pick up a item that you believe is black owned, I just want you to ask yourself one question. Is it black owned or is it black targeted? One of the oldest hustles in the history of earth is the hustle people with darker complexions. And if you know anything about the word hustle, you know that it's all rooted in deception. Now, I will say this. There are many people out here who own and operate a so-called black podcast with black faces, black YouTube channels. And some of these these local local stores that appear to have black ownership. It's time to start digging in. Because you're really not circulating the black dollar. If you're handing it over to a whole nother demographic. The funniest part about all this, and really the saddest part as well, is a lot of the people out in the culture, they don't even own their own mind. (laughs) They don't own their own mind at all. They have to be told what to do. And typically what they do is they look for black established brands to point them in the right direction. And once these brands have established themselves, once they've built up their their name, they sell it off. And really it's not necessarily the company that they're selling. In many ways, it's the influence. It's the access to the black mind. And so I'm asking you to pay attention to who you're listening to. Is who you're listening to operating with black-owned principles? Or are they operating with black-targeted principles? And if you're not careful, if you don't pay close enough attention, the next person that they'll own is you. Thank you for tuning in to Black Equity Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe 
to our podcast. Make sure you turn in, tune into Black Equity Network and listen to all the great podcasts that are out there. We thank you for our sponsors. We thank you for everyone who's reaching out and wanting to connect and work with us. These are exciting times. One thing about Black Equity Network, it is black owned. We are not black targeted. We are black owned and black rooted. Don't be so excited about getting the fruits that you're not really supporting the roots. I'll see you next time here on Black Equity.